Today's scripture is taken from Luke chapter 12. After this, the Lord Lord appointed 70 others and sent them on ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself intended to go. He said to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go on your way. See, I am sending you out like lambs in the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, peace to this house. And if anyone is there who shares in peace, your peace will rest on that person. But if not, it will return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking whatever they provide, for the laborer deserves to be paid. Do not move about from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and its people welcome you, eat what is set before you. Cure the sick who are there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not welcome you, go out in its streets and say, Even the dust of your town that clings to our feet, we wipe off in protest against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, on that day, it will be more tolerable for Sodom than for that town. Whoever listens to you listens to me, and whoever rejects you rejects me, and whoever rejects me rejects the one who sent me. The 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, in your name, even the demons submit to us. He said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. See, I have given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this that the Spirit submits to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Yes, Joni, you may be seated. Let's pray. God, we come and we pray that your Spirit will speak to us as we sang in the hymn, Morning by Morning. New mercies you bring. Grant us that mercy in that new beginning. Amen. Here at Mount Olivet, we pick a Bible story for each year, and it becomes the anchoring verses we read and listen to at just about every meeting. It becomes our spiritual practice. Luke 10, this story, was one of our appointed stories several years ago. And I remember as we listened to this story over and over again and then reflected on something that stood out to us or made us wonder, we would speak about how uncomfortable these verses are when Jesus says, but whenever you enter a town and they do not welcome you, go out into its streets and say, even the dust of your town that clings to our feet, we wipe off in protest against you. Yet know this. The kingdom of God has come near. Many said, this sounds so harsh and not what I would expect. 
Jesus to say, and others asked, are we really supposed to do this? I saw Toy Story 4 this week. There's a scene in Bonnie's closet. She's the new kid in the movie. Woody and some other toys do not get picked by Bonnie for her latest play adventures, so they sit there in her dark closet and they watch through the slats of the door as the other toys are selected and get to play. One of the other unpicked toys says to Woody, you have your first dust bunny. And they're stuck on Woody's waist. Has anyone seen this movie? Okay, good. I'm looking out at you and you're looking at me like I'm crazy. And they're stuck on Woody's waist is this big clump of dust. A reminder of his rejection and his inactivity. Woody literally has to stand up and pull it off and shake it off. Woody needs to stop and remove it and declare that this is not his end as a toy. Oh, the theological sense of Pixar, right? <laughs> because rejection and disappointment and the vast ugliness of this world can and will pile up, so much so that it weighs us down and we lose our perspective and our way, and we want to give up. Jesus tells us, wipe the dust off your feet and say out loud, the kingdom of God has come near, and then move on. This is not some good life Emily Post advice from Jesus. This is the only way these newly commissioned apostles will make it. Here they are being sent out to towns and people they don't know. Jesus says the only thing that you can bring is trust that other people will welcome you. And if they do, extend your peace and know that I will give you power within you to offer healing and presence to those in need. But if people do not accept your peace or your healing, Move on, shake the dust off, and declare that God's kingdom is still near. This word is not only for those 70 apostles. It's spoken to you today. This is the only way we will make it, dear Mount Olivet, as God sends us out to listen, to be open, to encounter people we do not know, to receive from others, and to trust this is how God's presence is made known as we extend our presence and peace to those people we do not know right now. I was at Target early the other morning and I stopped by to ask an employee where to find something and we began to talk about other things and she asked me about my work and about how my summer was going and we began to talk a little bit more. And then a man hurried by and said, I guess I just need to walk around you standing here talking so I can check out. Really, seriously, so rude. Lots of adjectives and verbs and nouns popped into my mind. It was one of those icky moments for humankind. Not life impacting, but just another reminder of how peace and patience are not always our first move. 
Wipe the dust, I said to myself. The kingdom of God is still near. I have had my share of rejection, failure, and disappointment. And in the same breath, I myself have rejected, failed, and disappointed other. We're imperfect people. The kingdom of God is still here. Jesus knows this. And Jesus also knows we will forget this the minute something does not go right or how we expected it to go. We have to speak it so we can believe again who we are and what we do with each encounter makes a difference. It may not seem like progress is being made, yet the kingdom of God is near and here. As the disciples return from their many journeys to all these neighboring towns and villages, and they tell Jesus of all they experienced, Jesus says to them that he saw Satan fall from the sky. You see, this is a cosmic battle of good and evil, peace and power, compassion and control, respect and revenge in each breath. But did you catch, it wasn't Jesus who made Satan fall from the sky. It was those unprepared 70 who went on their way like lambs in the midst of wolves to encounter people in places they did not know. It was the small, seemingly insignificant interactions, acts of compassion, truth-telling conversation, gestures of healing and hospitality, that moved the needle of goodness and sent Satan dashing to the ground like a flash of light. This is the unbelievable part. Jesus chooses you. He chooses us to share his healing and hope. And it happens in this often unexpected encounters when we're not prepared, when we dare to extend peace and trust and to think it's true that within each of us is the power to heal, unite, forgive, to feed, and to be fed, to make known the kingdom of God. But this is not easy work. It can knock you down. It will make you question yourself and make you see the world through dark-colored glasses. The dust of rejection, fatigue, and despair accumulates quickly. Jesus says it clings to us and it dulls the shine of hope and goodness. It clings to us to hold us back, to keep us from moving on. So Jesus says, wipe it off, stomp it down, literally move your body to release it, and then say out loud, the kingdom of God has come near. I don't think these bodily acts are meant to shame others as much as we need them as a physical practice to stay vertical, to keep going. We constantly need to remind ourselves that the kingdom of God is here to speak into the world that saving grace of God and the here and now is real. It's not dependent on us, but it includes us. Who you are and what you do is a part of the kingdom of God. It is that close. And God has called you to extend peace, to meet people who are different than you, who you do not know, and to trust with everything that you have that this is how God is made known in the world. 
seriously how trusting of Jesus to empower us to hold this divine power and how nurturing of God to realize that we cannot withstand the impact of rejection and despair. So he promises to be with us on the road and that we never go alone. Those early apostles were sent into pairs. We are sent together. We're joined together as a community because we need one another to remind us, wipe off the dust, the kingdom of God has come near. And this is why today we will remember our baptism. We have to. It's a matter of life and death. We have to hear again that God chooses us. And he chooses us at the font and he says, My divine power created you and is within you. You don't have to be anyone except yourself. You hold the gift of presence and peace and healing just by who you are. And I am calling you to go to share what you have with the world. It's going to be overwhelming and exhausting, but it will also be beautiful and full of life. My story, God says, continues in you and the wide community of people around you. You are not alone. This is the church. This is Mount Olivet. And I call you out to be the kingdom of God so the world knows that what it sees right now, especially to people who are alone, hungry, abandoned, and in need, knows this is not God's vision for them. They are called, they are known, they are found. We will both, be reject, we will both reject and be rejected. But the story continues to unfold and we're called into it to both receive and to give, to trust and to try, to feed and to be fed. We live this Mount Olivet in our ministry and mission and in the details of our everyday lives of work and family and community. So do not despair. You're called. Go on your way. Wipe off the dust that clings to you because the kingdom of God is near. Amen.